Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Salvation and being born again. I'm going to do a little bit of teaching and then the ones that haven't um, went forth can go forth and I want to say it's the ones that have signed up for the class that need to come up and do um, the presentation on um, salvation and being born again but if you're not in the class and you would like to share it would be okay as well so tonight what I want to talk about we talked about the righteousness of God and I want to go a little bit further and talk talk about justification now that we're born again We have been made righteous by Jesus, and we also have been justified by Jesus. Everything we are, it is because of him, and it's not because of us. And that's what we have to keep in mind. We can't base our lives on us. We have to base our lives on him. So if you would, open your Bibles to Romans 3, 23 through 24. And while you're opening your Bible... If you got somebody close to you, just look at them and say, God is good. good. Say, God is good. good. Say, did you know that God is good? good. Or are you just saying God is good? And if you're watching us online, look at your neighbor and say, God is good. We need to remind ourselves every day of how good God is. And I think sometimes... We all have a tendency to forget about the goodness of Jesus, amen, and everything that he's done for us outside of us. Um, Romans three twenty-three through 24, and it reads, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. I'm going to read it again. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. Now I want to talk about what justification is. This is what it is. It's to declare, pronounce one to be just, righteous, or such as he ought to be. I'm going to shorten it up a little bit. All charges have been dropped. Just as, just as you have never sinned. That's the short version. All charges has been dropped just as you have never sinned. And I'm going to read the long version again. <laughs> to declare, pronounce one to be just, righteous, or such as he ought to be. So we're going to start with the first part of that verse 
verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I know that we talk about this a lot, but the more we talk about it, it would have us into alignment of what Jesus have done on our behalf. So we know that all of us know this. All of us have fallen short to the glory of God. And it's because through one man, Romans 5, 12, I'm going through this again. Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world. We know that that one man is Adam. Amen. Through Adam, sin entered the whole world. And through that one man, because of sin entered the world through him, death through sin and death spread to all men because all have sinned. Because of one man, which is Adam, that one man made all of us sinners. And the penalty for sin we know is death. So let's look at Romans six twenty three. I'm just breaking it down. It says, for the wages of sin is death. That's the penalty. And that's what Romans 5, 12 is saying. Through what Adam done, through him being disobedient to God and eating from that tree of knowledge of good and evil, it brought sin into this world. And by, uh, he, by that one man bringing sin into this world, all of us became sinners through him. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So when we look at that, when we see through that one man, which is Adam, sin came into the world. So sin had to be dealt with. And the way it had to be dealt with, someone had to die. And this is why we should be grateful today because Jesus died on our behalf. We talked about he who knew no sin became sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through him. And I'm going to give you another example about, um, so we went over the part about how sin entered the world through Adam. And it says that um, to all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. The glory of God is God's standards, God's way of being right. So when we look at God's standards of being right, that means we got to be sinless. That means you cannot commit not even one sin in the eyes of God. God hates sin. Can you imagine just like Adam and Eve, they ate from that tree. He said, do not eat from that tree. It was only one command. And by them breaking that one, they broke them all. So I want you to sit and just think about how many of us in this room tonight have done something we know that we should not have done? It may have been something simple. It may have been, um, you know how we say, we tell a half a lie. Evangelist, what you say about a half a lie? Okay. A half a truth is a whole lie. <laughs> and it's the truth. So we, we try to not lie, but we're really lying, right? We try when somebody asks us, how many of us in this room, when somebody say, can I get $5 from you? Immediately, I don't have it. You just lied. Because some of you know you have $5. And some of you would say, well, I didn't have it on me. You got cash out. So we try to do things to, to act like we ain't, we're not lying. And some people say, well, really, I didn't have $5. <laughs> but the whole point of the matter is, if you miss one, 
you have missed them all. So God's standards is so high that none of us in this room can meet his standards. We all fall short to the glory of God. And that's the first thing that we got to acknowledge. All of us in this room have fell short to the glory of God. And by us knowing that we could not keep God's standards, we needed a savior. And that's what the law was. The law was to show us that we needed what? A savior. So I'm going to go to the next part of this. And I want to give you a scripture that talks about justification. When we look at Luke 23, 13 through 25. Luke 23, 13 through 25. This is talking about um, Barnabas. And this is what was happening. Barabbas. This is what was happening. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him of. No, neither did Herod. For all sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. For it was necessary for him to be released one to them at the feast. It was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man, release us Barabbas. Now, this is what was going on with Barabbas. Okay, who have been thrown in prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder. Now check this. Jesus didn't do anything. Barabbas was a murderer. He was in rebellion. So the people is telling them, release Barabbas and crucify Jesus. That don't make sense, does it? You got a murderer. You got somebody that rebelled. But they said, release him, crucify Jesus. This is what justification is when it comes to God justifying us. Jesus was innocent. He didn't do no wrong, but he died on our behalf. We were the ones that were guilty, just like Barabbas. He was guilty. He was a murderer, but they released Barabbas and they crucified Jesus. This is what God did for us. We were the ones that broke the commandments we were the ones that done things that were not right over and over again but God sent his son to save us God sent his son he who knew no sin became sin for us so we can become the righteousness of God through him God know that we could not do it. Our father was so loving unto us he knew that it was not a person in this room that could live up to his standards. So he said, I got to come down off my throne because there was no sin in him. God could not look on sin. He hated sin, but he loved the sinner. So he came down and he died for us, just like Barabbas. Barabbas was justified, declared innocent, not guilty. All charges dropped because Jesus stepped in. That was part of God's plan. God wanted us to see justification. Justification is declaring one righteous when they're not right in the eyes of God. And we're declared righteous, justified because of what Jesus done, not because of what we would ever do. 
Why am I saying that over and over again? Because if you mess up today, that is not going to stop you from being healed, delivered, prosperous. None of that is going to stop you. you you're going to have still have all of that. But the only thing is you're going to begin to feel guilty for what you have done. But in him, there is therefore now no condemnation. So when you know who you are, regardless of what you've done, God has already made a way through Jesus Christ for you to get what God has already provided. You have already been justified just as you have never sinned. So if somebody throw up your past sins, you should know I've been justified. I've been declared righteous. My father don't look at me. He looks to his son. That's why Jesus' blood is on that mercy seat, crying out, mercy, mercy, mercy. This is why you get new mercy every day, regardless of what you do. God sees his son. So when you go to him, you're not going on your behalf. You're going on what Jesus have done on your behalf. Amen. So that's what justification is. So we were justified by grace. That next part of that verse says, being justified. That means we're acquitted. The charges have been dropped. We declared innocent of all charges. And it says being justified freely by his grace. So we're going to talk about the grace now. This is how we're justified. Freely by his grace. What is his grace? It is unmerited. That unmerited means unearned and undeserved favor. That none of us didn't have to earn. That none of us um, had to work for. It was undeserved. We didn't deserve it. Oh, I thank God for Jesus. We didn't deserve it. But God gave us his grace even when we were sinners. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, for by grace... You have been saved. Grace is his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor that we did not deserve and we did not earn. So for by grace, you have been saved. It is by God's grace you save, but it's through faith. That means that in order to accept what God has done for me, it is through faith. And God has given all of us the same measure of faith. Now that we're born again. And it's not of yourselves. So you don't have to do anything to save yourself. God has already done it through Jesus. So this is why we have to accept what Jesus have done. You know, some people say, I remember somebody uh, came to me and they said, you know, I'm going to get saved when I quit doing what I'm doing. I said, well, just go ahead and die today. Because you can't save yourself. Well, you know, I'm going to quit smoking and then I'm going to come to Jesus. I'm going to quit doing what I'm doing, then I'm going to come to Jesus. I said, well, you might as well just go ahead and give up today. You might as well die because you can't save yourself. This is why he sent his son to save you. Jesus has saved us from sin. So we have to accept what Jesus has done. We don't go to hell because of our sin. We go to hell for rejecting him, Jesus, the Savior. So this is why we look to him. He said, it is not of yourselves. So we can't do nothing to save ourselves. So if you're trying to do something to get something from God, you're putting yourself up under the law. 
Meaning I have to do this for God to heal me. I have to do that for God to prosper me. I have to do this for God to hear my prayers. When you come to him, he don't see you. He see Jesus. So if we know that he see his son. We come into him in the name of Jesus for everything that we need. I'm not coming in my name. I'm coming in his son's name. And if I know I'm coming in his name, I know I have everything that I need. Because he who knew no sin became sin for me. So I can become the righteousness of God through him. So it says, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Titus 2.11 says, for the grace of God that brings salvation. God's grace his unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor is what brought us salvation. And it has appeared to all men. Nobody is left out. Buddha, Muhammad, um, Hitler, nobody was left out. It says, for the grace of God, which brings salvation, has appeared to all men. So you can let people know when you're ministering to them, no matter what you've done. No matter when you've done it, no matter where you've done it, God's grace have appeared to all men that bring salvation. God's grace is what brings us salvation. It's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. The only thing we can do is accept what Jesus has done. And the way we accept it is to know what he has done on our behalf. Galatians, um... I'm going to go to Galatians 3.13. I'm going to talk about this part of the um, verse where it says, being justified freely by his grace. So we talked about being justified, being declared righteous, innocent, all charges drop, just as we have never sinned, and this is freely by his grace, unearned, undeserved favor that God has given us, and it's through the redemption So now I want to talk about the redemption part. When we look at redemption, it's a releasing effected by payment or of a ransom. Let me give it to you this way. It's the price that was paid for our sin that we're not held no longer in bondage. Christ has purchased our freedom. That's what redemption is. Christ has purchased our freedom and we're no longer held in bondage to sin. The ransom have been paid. It was paid through Christ. So that's what redemption is. It's verified in Galatians 3.13. Galatians 3.13, the expanded Bible. Christ took away. He redeemed us from, brought our freedom from the curse, the law put on us. He changed places with us and put himself under the curse, becoming a curse for us. And then it says, anyone, well, I'm not going to put that part in there. Christ took away, redeemed us from, brought our freedom from the curse of the law, put on us. He changed places with us and put himself under the curse. He put himself under the curse by becoming a curse for us. An exchange took place. Jesus took our sins and the exchange was giving us his righteousness. Y'all tell me who does that. That's the love of God. And when we think about how much God love us and we think about what God has done for us, then that will stop us from living in sin. Would it not? 
How many of us, when you know what your dad and your mom done for you and how hard they work for you and you see the things that they have brought you and when you look at those things, it makes you want to take care of those things more. Because you see the love that your parents have for you. So you may mess up. You may throw a doll down. You may mess up a car or whatever. But then you realize, look what I've done. That wasn't right. They paid good money for that. I shouldn't have done that, right? So when we look at what God has done for us, how he paid the price for our past, present, and future sins, how he took sin upon himself so we could be justified, declared righteous, so we can stand before God. He did all of this for us. So when we even think about doing something outside of what God would want us to do, we would turn from it. The more you know about what God done for you, the less you will be trying to do outside of what he done. That's why you have to stay in the word of God and know who you are. Know that you have been righteous. Know that you have been justified. Know that um, it's because of God's grace. Knowing that you have been redeemed. You have been bought with a price. Come on, y'all. When you know all of these things, you will turn away from the things that you want to do and you will turn to what God has done for you through Jesus Christ. There's another scripture that says in Galatians 4, 5, God did this so he could buy freedom for redeem those who were under the law and so we could become his children or receive adoption as heirs. So look what God did. He purchased our freedom. He redeemed it. We were bought with the price. So if he did this for us and bought our freedom for us, it's just like a slave. Y'all know back there in slavery, how slaves were treated. They called their master, you know, their slave owner master. Everything that the master wanted, they would say, yes, master. Yes, master. But it was a time that the slaves were declared to be free. And some of them did not know that they were free and they still were living in bondage because they did not know that they were free. Some of us today that have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are still living in bondage to sin because we have not come to realize that we're free. The Bible says whom the son sets free is free indeed. The Bible also says that we're no longer slaves unto sin. So when we know that we're no longer slaves unto sin, we don't let sin have dominion over us. The more you know that you have been made free from something, the more you don't allow that thing to dominate you. There are areas in each one of our lives that we have weaknesses. And we know what those weaknesses are. When we know what they are, we go into the word of God and we use the word against that weakness so we can come up out of that weakness. But if you're not using the word against that weakness, then look like that weak area keep getting stronger and stronger and you become a slave to it. But whom the son sets free is free again, is free. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. So you got to know that you're free. And when you're hanging around certain people that want to separate you 
from the love of God, then you need to be separated because we're going into sanctification. We talked about righteousness. We talked about justification. We're going to talk about sanctification because as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you have to know what he has done on your behalf so you can live a sanctified life. So you can live a set apart life. But if you don't know these things, you're going to live just like the ones that are living in the world. You're going to think that it's acceptable, but you know it ain't acceptable. But we do it so long, we let the flesh come in and dominate us. We let the flesh rule us. But the more you know that you have been justified, you have been declared righteous, just as you have never sinned. When the enemy tried to come at you with something, you're going to stand on who you are now that you're in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we talked about righteousness, we talked about justification, we talked about being born again, we talked about salvation. Come on, we talked about a lot, y'all. And everything that we have talked about is not only to help you, but it's for you to go out and help others. Because you got some born again people that really don't know who they are. They're still trying to get something from God that they already have in their born again spirit. They just need to know what they have. Amen? So that's justification. Okay, I'm going to open the door. Somebody say, come on in. I ain't going to say take a seat. I'm just going to say, come on up. So I'm going to open the door for um, anyone that want to come. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.